Welcome to Boot Up Still Loading. And we're your hosts, Mercedes Bass and Raven Roberts. Let's talk about sex, baby, or not having it. On this episode of Boot Up Still Loading, we'll be discussing celibacy and what that actually looks like in 2020. So, Raven, I'm like, Raven, let's get into this episode about celibacy because I've personally never spoken about it on, you know, any type of platform. If you're not in my close, 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 close group, <laughs> you're not going to know what's going on with her body. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to tell people it's none of your business. None of your business. <laughs> um, but have you spoken about this? Um, I have. I have spoken about it openly. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly in like. Instagram post or um, I put it in like one of my IG stories is like 10 things about me and that was like mm-hmm. one of the things um, I think I may have done a blog post about it Okay, um, I'm very open if people ask me mm-hmm. it is what it is I feel like majority of my friends are church friends and the mm-hmm. way that our church is is very much a celibate culture yeah so we just everyone just assumes that everyone mm-hmm. is celibate until you know you prove that you might not be oh so um so yeah so pretty much it's just that's like everyone gives you the benefit of the doubt at our church um and just like oh everyone's living like this especially when you're like serving and all that stuff mm-hmm. anyways say that to say yes i had talked about it on social media um a few times and you know in regular life it's just quote-unquote common knowledge i would say so before we actually get into breaking down what this episode looks like you know dr bass always likes to define some things you do you do um so we're gonna get into what is celibacy and celibacy and abstinence tend to go tend to be interchangeable at times so Mm -hmm. we're going to provide definitions for both so celibacy according to oxford is a state of abstaining from marriage the marriage part, I didn't know, um, and sexual relations. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, abstinence gets into it, usually refers to the age decision to not have penetrative sex, penetrative. I'm just like, but y'all trying to do other things. Okay. Um, (laughs) For a period of time. (laughs) Because I'm like, if you have to say penetrative sex, like... They're trying to just define it all the way to a T of just like, this is what it is. But... You know, but, I feel like they do. There are some people that's out here like, but we could do other stuff. Exactly. But we could do other stuff. And the thing about it is that the we can do other stuff culture, because I do feel like it's a culture. Um, like, I feel like you low key are setting yourself up to not be able to walk that journey successfully. Now, I'm not judging nobody because whatever boundaries that's in your bedroom is your business. Yes. But I'm just like, if you really want to be, what's the word that I want to use? Um, If you really want to be consistent in this journey, you do have to set up proper boundaries. And those boundaries may be uncomfortable at times because you may open the door 
to certain mm-hmm. desires. Like I was celibate for 10 years. Yeah. I say was because um, <laughs> for 10, but within the within those 10 years, I was very like strict about the boundaries so mm-hmm. I can so I can continue in this journey because I knew going in like you can't be flipping and flopping. You just can't be like, OK, one day I'm going to jump in here. Granted, in the beginning stages, it was a lot of flipping and flopping. But yeah. through that process, I learned, OK, you need to set proper boundaries if this is if this is the life that you're going to walk so that you can be consistent. I can say that my boundaries were not that strict. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven definitely was the one that was like, you know, but like other things can happen. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that like, I didn't start out that way. I was very much like very, very strict. And then I would just, it would literally be like one thing led to another. I would mm-hmm. get myself in these sticky situations that I knew I shouldn't be in. And yeah, but we have since changed and turned over a new leaf. Um, <laughs> but I can say part of my journey was definitely that. It would mm-hmm. be like, oh, like I can do this and it's fine. Like I can do this and it's fine. Um, and it was not fine. I should not have done those things. So I, I was one of those people who definitely mm-hmm. were like, we can't have penetrative sex, but other things can pop off. I didn't start that way, but part of my journey did con- contain that or have that in it. And... I just would get myself in these kind of precarious situations that, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't start the night off wanting to be in. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, I've turned over a new leaf. I'm like, this can no longer happen. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it is about setting the proper boundaries. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was not doing that. Yeah. You know, I was just like, oh, like I could do this. Like it should be fine. And then it was never fine, mm-hmm. you know? And so then at one point I was like, ma'am, you have to stop lying to yourself. Mm. It's going to be fine. Right. So, um, so yeah, so it, it definitely took some time, mm-hmm. took some time, but we learned our lesson. Thank God. God was patient with me, Right. <laughs> but um, we learned our lesson and I agree with you that like to have a successful journey, mm-hmm. you do need to be very clear about your boundaries yeah. and very strict with them and so, communicate them. So, yeah, you just have to be very communicative about your boundaries, but then you mm-hmm. also have to stick to them. Right. You can tell somebody your boundaries all day, but most men, especially men that aren't celibate, mm-hmm. they, they're like, oh, but just like, you know, come over or just like whatever. Like It's I'll, a challenge. You know, it's respect this and the third. And it's like, no, 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 no. They like the challenge. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. so let me be the one who breaks open Pandora's box. So let's get into the reasons why people are celibate. Because for me, I feel like when I was practicing celibacy, I was not thinking about what other people were doing. Granted, mm-hmm. it was um, in the confines of my church. So, of course, there's rules there of mm-hmm. why everyone is practicing celibacy. But the idea of celibacy was not something that was thought of outside of me being a part of the church. Now, Mm -hmm. it's a different story because I feel like there's so many people who are doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. Hence why there are reasons to celibacy. The first one being um, religious commitments, uh, which was what I did. Like my celibacy journey started as a religious vow. Um, It did did not end that way. but that's why I started. 
Yeah, and that's why I'm celibate is for mm-hmm. a religious reason. Like some years ago, um, mm-hmm. I gave my body to God and was just like, "This is for my husband, mm-hmm. and I will not be having sex with anybody until I'm married." Right, and. You know, part of it was because of soul ties and all of that stuff and like really just not wanting to create those bonds and understanding that sex is meant for a husband and wife. That's mm-hmm. why these bonds are created. The the two of you guys become one and you're mm-hmm. like you have these soul ties with that person. So I was like, Well, I don't want to create this bond with someone that I'm not supposed to create this bond with. Mm-hmm. And it it does make things a bit simpler. There are times where I do fall for people a lot easier. And then there's other times where I'm just like, yeah, this was easy enough to walk away from. Mm-hmm. And, and it's mainly because there, there isn't that extra bit of soul tie or a bit mm-hmm. that extra bit of emotion that's involved when it comes to sex, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I would say that I am someone who I know if I have sex with you, I'm going to be attached. Mm-hmm. That's why situationships are not for me because, you know, I need to be in the confines of a relationship. I need to know that we are working towards a greater um, union. And mm-hmm. if that's not if that's not happening for me, I can't do that because then now I have to rip myself apart from someone who I'm potentially attached to. And I need to deal with whatever those spiritual connections were and heal from that before I could even look towards someone else so yeah that that ain't been me so um because <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like i get attached like i am i i was never like you know i have friends around me no judgment who can just have sex and just be like oh it is what it is yeah you know but that's never been me and i feel like once i realized the difference with me i was able to stand and be like well you know what although this is what everyone else is doing this is what i can't do because Secretly, when I have to deal with myself, it's not a good feeling to have to pull Mm -hmm. apart or try to figure out, like, am I using this as a tool now to have the relationship stick or because I still want to be there or not? Now it's just like, okay, well, if this is what you want and this is what I'm not able to do, I can, like you said, I can easily just pull away. Yeah. It's one of those things I tell, especially my male friends, Mm -hmm. um, this, that like, in my experience as far as like women being attached and things like that is like a woman can't just have sex with you unless she doesn't see herself marrying you Mm -hmm. like if you're not the person that like she wants to be with she can just have sex with you all day long there will be no feelings that will come about unless you change who you are and all these other things and you start to become a man that she could see herself marrying Mm -hmm. but everyone that i've had these like bling type relationships with I didn't see any future with them so it was easy for me to just be like yeah Mm -hmm. we can get it in and then you can take it behind home (laughs) you know and then if it if something you know doesn't work out or it becomes too much drama because at the end of the day if we're just doing this I don't want any drama attached right so once there's drama it's time for me to ex- exit stage left, mm-hmm. you know? And those are the only situations that I've been able to do that easily where it was just like, right? no, this ain't my husband. Like, I barely even want to talk to him on a, <laughs> on a regular day, <laughs> let alone, you know? And it was just like, no, nah, right. this is this is what this is. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I definitely understand that. It's just one of those things. Like I said, for me, it's always been if I don't see myself being with you long term. Right. We can get this popping for a couple months and mm-hmm. then do south. This is before I was selling a bit, guys. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. And this is in my 20s when I was also just like dating just to date. Right. You know, now it's different. Like I'm not going to waste my time with someone who I don't see myself with or see a future with. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So the next reason that we could discuss is sexual addiction. Um, celibacy is used as a way to rehabilitate. This was an interesting find for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sort of makes sense. Uh, someone who has an addiction needs to, I guess, throughout the process of rehabilitation, find out the issue. That's like, that's, but that I feel like that's no different from like, uh, you know, some type of rehabilitation clinic for other types of things. But I wonder how that is, because most addiction places, you get weaned off of a drug. Ooh. So, like, most places, from my understanding, like, you just don't go, like, a lot of places you don't go cold turkey. There are some places that have you go cold turkey, Mm -hmm. but there's other places that will, like, wean you off because of all of the, like, side effects and everything like that. Like, even with smoking, they have the patch to help Mm -hmm. you smoke, and there's, like, different sizes that have to do with nicotine. So I'm like, I wonder how this is to just go like super cold turkey and what that rehabilitation looks like. Maybe we'll get into this later. Maybe masturbation is part of the weaning process. It could be. I don't. It's just like it, it is very but, interesting, though. But you bring up a good point because I never thought about that. You do have to be weaned off. Like most of us aren't going cold turkey, even in our celibacy journey. In a way, we sort of were weaned off. That's why we kept stumbling throughout the process. Mm hmm. So it only makes sense. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Another another reason on the list is sexually transmitted disease. Like low key. I was like, y'all playing games because this is a given. Your ass should all the way be sat down. But we know that's not the case. But we know that's not the case. Hence the reason why they're spreading. I was like. Some people ain't sat down. So they out here spreading, spreading diseases. Right. And I do think that's a reason to be celibate, but Mm -hmm. I wonder what it is. You know, like, I wonder if it's something that's like something that you can't get rid of and you're celibate for that amount of time or you have like chlamydia and you're celibate for like a curable a month. You know what I'm saying? Until your like thing goes away. Like, but that's what, but that's what I'm thinking about because. I, I, when it says sexually transmitted disease, I'm thinking about in the confines of a disease that's, you know, curable. So throughout that period where you need to cure yourself, you need to contact your previous partners, like how Miranda had to do on Sex in the City Mm -hmm. um, when Mm -hmm. she had chlamydia. Um, I think, I think you should be doing that. You should, and also figure out like, how did this happen? If it's in the confines of your relationship, you're in a relationship with someone and you tested positive. It's like, what the hell? Oh, what the hell? Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I only, not only did this happen, but now I'm going to jail. That's a, shoot, that's a whole nother episode. Right. Okay. <laughs> whole nother episode. But for those where, like you said, where it's like, you know, lifetime now, mm-hmm. I think a process of celibacy is necessary as you figure out how you're going to manage your life with this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could work both ways. Like mm-hmm. even if you have something that's treatable, it could be someone saying like, Hey, 
I need to slow down for the next six months because I was a little careless, right. you know, whatever it might be. So it may not mm-hmm. be for the duration that it t- takes to cure the disease, but the d- disease may spark a longer celibacy right. because something happened. So, so yeah, so that makes sense. Um, oh, and then the last one mm-hmm. is a period of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes sense. Like, it's so crazy because when you do tell people that you're celibate, it's almost like they think that it's not empowering to be celibate. Like, right. Your empowerment, our society teaches us that empowerment is to be sexually free. Mm -hmm. That's to be empowered, to just, you know, be able to do what you want, especially as a woman, to to be like the men, you know, go out here and just have sex with whoever you want to have sex with. That is empowerment. That Mm -hmm. is how you do this. And no, like, no, like, I guess that could be if that's how you want to be empowered, all power to you. Right. I do think there is something to being, you know, taking that off the table and saying that like, this will not, you know, be a part of my relationships. This will not define my relationships or, you know, I'm taking my body back. Mm -hmm. That is empowering to be like, you know what? Like I'm taking my body back from being mistreated, Mm -hmm. from being careless, from Mm -hmm. whatever. And just being like, you know what? This is no longer on the table. And and also, I'm taking my body back because I've realized that sex was not used correctly mm-hmm. in relationships. I can say for me, like I started having sex as a young, young teenager. Mm-hmm. And it was something that my friends did. Yeah. But when I started to dig deeper... Um, when I started to get like spiritual downloads about why I was doing certain things, so me losing sex was a way for me to cope with the fact that my father was absent. Um, I was sharing my body as a way to maybe draw in that masculine energy, paternal masculine Mm -hmm. energy that was absent from my life. And my empowerment was realizing that, you know what, you are enough. And this is not how sex is supposed to be used. It was a journey of me learning Because I do think it's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. in the confines of a successful relationship. And within that relationship, how that relationship is successful is that you guys mentally have a clear understanding of what this is. It's not just something that you just throw out there. Like, I know I no longer just, you know, just throw my body out there sexually. Sometimes I just need one to throw it. But child, pray for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, the urges do do not go away. Okay. I'd be like, well, dang, that right. day, honey, we was out in these streets. Quarantine would have been a little bit. But fine, empowerment okay? for me was understanding that Mercedes is enough and her body being a part of this equation does not add value to me. Now, if I choose to do that, that's mm-hmm. fine. But this is not this is not the way that I'm going about my life now. So that empowerment part. Yes, I feel like this okay, was the empowerment for me was like a God divine journey. Like I needed this journey. I grew up so much. I learned so much discipline. And because I like to know how everything is defined, honey, I was reading books on oxytocin, um, the connection that you mm-hmm. made. Like, like it was like I needed to know the science of everything to have a full understanding to pull away and be like, oh, okay, like this is what I'm the nerd. Know that I'm not a nerd going into the bedroom. For yeah. My child. Um, (laughs) speaking about a period of empowerment 
Um, there is a meetup group by the name of the Journey of Purity, which is 102 members. It's mm -hmm. limited to women. And the scope of the group ranges from religious vows and a period of empowerment. Now we spoke about, we spoke okay. about, you know, friends practicing celibacy because we're in a church. This is just a mm -hmm. given that everyone should be practicing the same thing. Would you be a part of a meetup group? Because I'm like, I never thought that there would be a space for us outside of our friend group. Um, okay. I would not. Only because I think that it's great to have a support system. And if you don't have that in church or um, outside of church, I definitely think that you need that. I think that's what the meetup mm -hmm. group is for. I do have a really good support system with my friends at my church because not everybody who does have friends at their church, they're actually friends with outside mm -hmm. of church as well. Let's be honest. Okay. So you go there, you see them on Sunday. Hey, girl, how you doing? Da, da, da. But you don't talk to them Monday through, mm -hmm. you know, Saturday, then Monday through, mm -hmm. you know, Saturday. My friends are actually the opposite. Majority of my friends are my friends from church. So I'm constantly okay. talking to them. So they are my closest friends. If I need to talk to them about something that I've been through or like, oh, this is happening, this and a third, they know mm -hmm. every date I've been on. Some of them know everything that's happened on these dates. Not all of them, because I know who I can talk mm -hmm. to and who I can't. So, um, I think that having accountability and having a support system I is agree. necessary. So if you don't have that in the church or you don't have that with like your friends that you may have now, um, I think this is a great place for that. You know, like this is a great support system for women because there are people mm -hmm. who are newly Christian who don't really have close friends in the church who don't have, you know, their friends are not practicing mm -hmm. celibacy so they may need something like this. Like, okay, so I need to, you know, right. get on this journey. Or even if you just have like a few friends, maybe these people mm -hmm. aren't as close. So you can tell them, you know, more about what's going on without fear of judgment from people who go Absolutely. to your actual church. Because mm -hmm. that's another thing, you know, church and can be very judgy depending on And that's the thing, it's so to. interesting that, you know, celibacy is practicing the church. However, more church groups do, more churches do not have these types of groups um, within each ministry because I think that this will be a great thing to have within the church. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm also not trying to sit in front of a group of 102 women and talk about me being <laughs> celibate. Like I think that it works a better when group. it's like mm -hmm. three people, four people, or whatever, and not like I'm gonna just be talking to 102 people about what I did last weekend. You know, it's great for a support group if you're one of those people that's mm -hmm. like, hey, my name is so-and-so and I've been celibate now for three days. You know, like it's like an AA meeting, then all power to you. I do not want to share things. With but the thing about people. it is that it's everyone is on me. the same journey. <laughs> they are, but I still don't want to share. I don't, okay. I'm a <laughs> private person. You know, say like, I will talk about celibacy on a larger platform, but I'm not getting into mm -hmm. details about my celibacy That's on that true. larger platform. You know, this is, this is the largest <laughs> platform that I've gotten into detail with. Okay. So now my business is really out there, but I'm not putting it out there to just be like, this is all of my escapades or things like that. Like, and I don't mm -hmm. know if this group is doing that, but I think that it works better when, you know, within this group, maybe there's like three or four people 
that you talk right. to on a regular that you can really get in depth with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what all they do. They may go out and do outings mm-hmm. and like all this other stuff and just mm-hmm. be like a social group of women who all believe the same way. And so then from there, you can foster closer relationships to talk about certain things, you know, and maybe they have like broader topics that they talk about with all 102 <laughs> women. But so I will say that just a little snippet from the article um, from the Washington Post about this group. They actually said that no topic is off limits for the women's group. They talk about everything ranges from masturbation, pornography, oral sex, sex streams. So they go in. No, I'm not saying that they wouldn't. I'm just saying, like, I would rather hear someone Mm -hmm. talk about those things in one of these groups. Like, okay, I'm going to attend a talk about this. And, you know, I guess if it was just like it started out that way, I'm just talking Mm -hmm. about for me, for (laughs) me, Raven just doesn't like everybody knowing her business. You know what I'm saying? Just like I said, I know certain friends that I can talk to certain things about and I know certain Mm -hmm. friends that I can't talk to certain things about. So I don't want a hundred and two people knowing my business. I would rather have two people know my business. You know what I'm saying? So. So, yeah, it's just for me, I wouldn't be as Mm -hmm. comfortable talking about those things. I wouldn't be comfortable talking about a lot of my personal business with 102 people, not just sexual. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm just like, yeah, like I'm good. I can come to the meetings. (laughs) I can come to the talks. I can come to the outings. I'm like, is this going to be hmm. more of like a TED talk? Like where like I come. I would come to the TED talk about different topics, sort of like a women's night at like a mega church. Where it's like, where it's like, okay, but if you got to stand up and ask questions now, when you enter in, they're like, oh, that's her. She's struggling with masturbation. Um, (laughs) But I think you can ask questions and be like, you know, you can ask very like, no, because you ask general questions. I'm judging that. Oh, that's her. She's just trying to. (laughs) Oh, see, this is why you can't share in 102. Because over here, 103 is judging. This hundred and third member is judging. I'm like, uh-uh. see, I ain't never going. Because I'm like, oh, that's her thing. She's that, just trying to. Mercedes gonna have her little two, three friends that she cool with at the group, and she's gonna be pointing like, mm-hmm. remember, remember the last meeting? Mm-hmm. She was right. She went. She went out on the mm-hmm. We know what you she did last night. Such mm-hmm. and such. That's why you don't share your business with 102 people. Uh-uh. I ain't doing but it. But another I extreme, um, I can't say extreme, but another part of the period of empowerment, I came across this article from Black and Married with Kids, um, where this one girl said mm-hmm. that I got tired of wasting my time on liars and losers. Simple. Um, I have to admit that most of the guys that I encountered during the time during the time where she was sexually active, was seriously inexperienced or just selfish. Okay. I will okay, say, ahead. if this was my sexual experience, I would have been practicing celibacy. Another thing that I want to add to it, because I do believe that you attract mm-hmm. the frequency that you're on. If you are attracting people in your life that you're sec- that who are selfish, um, I'm going to then turn it inward and say, what type of vibrations am I setting out? Why this is the energy that I'm most comfortable in being associated with. I so. think it's that. And then I also think that you just need to ask That's for true. what you want. You know what I'm saying? Because like some guys just really mm-hmm. just don't get it. You know, I've had some very good sex and I've mm-hmm. had some very bad sex. And it's one of those things where like sometimes you're not on the same wavelength as your partner, mm-hmm. you know? And it's sometimes there yeah. are selfish people. There are where you're just like, 
so sorry. Like I didn't <laughs> finish. Like I'm gonna need you to do something. And there's people who are like, oh shoot, right? Yeah, let me like work this out. And then there's other men who are just like, mm, okay, sorry, it's time mm-hmm. for you to get up and leave. You know. So I think if right. you don't ask, you definitely mm-hmm. won't receive. Like because men don't always know. Like first of all, we know that, and this is gonna be you know very just <laughs> out there, but men's orgasms are a lot more like mm-hmm. exertive. I would say than women, like, I don't know, like men are just out here exhausted. Women are like, let's keep going. Like, it's just like, it's a lot, you know? So they're not thinking like, oh shoot, you didn't, it didn't happen at the same time. No, sir, (laughs) it did not. So like, like I was almost there and I kept tapping you. So like that was to tell you to slow the fuck down. But since you didn't, okay, now we're here in this situation and I'm gonna need you to do something. So, um, so yeah, I think that you just need to be communicative Mm -hmm. and, I'm not saying that she wasn't communicative with her mm-hmm. needs and like, you know, where she was in her encounter, but it can come off as self. It can mm-hmm. come off as selfish, but I just think that a lot of men, right. not, not every man, but there are certain men that just don't mm-hmm. know, you know, and there's other, other men that exactly. are very in tune, you know, and they're just Those like, are the ones oh, that shoot, I need to. Like, mm. That's another, that's another reason so, why I do practice. I would say, abstinence at this time to find out how in tune a man is um and Mm -hmm. you can definitely learn that from the conversations that you're having with him um the interactions that you're having is he is he what i would call a brute this is not man bashing but there are guys who are just you know it is what it is they're it's about their rocks it's not about yours and i know through my journey of celibacy i learned that throughout my dating process who learned who are the ones that, you know, I would potentially share my body with. Cause I'm just like, nah, not you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense because it is one of those things that to me, just reading mm-hmm. this one little thing, it just seems as though she wasn't in a lot of relationships right. with these people because at the end of the day, when you're in a relationship, one, your partner wants mm-hmm. to also satisfy you. They should. You know what I'm saying? Because if they're not trying to satisfy you in the bed, they're also not trying to satisfy you yes. other places. So that is something that you need to, mm-hmm. to look at. And this is turned into a celibacy and sex episode. <laughs> but, exactly. you know, and then someone who's inexperienced, you can also teach someone mm-hmm. what you like. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I think people, because women, it's this stigma around sex that right. they don't want to bring it up. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to like express what they like in the bedroom. And so they expect the man to just get better. But he's over here thinking that he is knocking right. it down. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, nah. you're not, sir. But you, until you express that in a very mm-hmm. nice and loving way, he will not understand that, like, you're not on right. the same page. You can't expect someone to be a mind reader and think, oh, we're on the same page. And if you don't want anybody who doesn't have as much experience as you or isn't as, like, well-versed in the bedroom as you, you might mm-hmm. come up short because there are going to be some people who aren't as experienced right. as you. You know what I'm saying? You may have a repertoire of all these like sex positions and he only right. makes no three. It's your, like, he's not going to like mind read mm-hmm. the rest of the book. You might have to be like, so like, you know, like, right. can we try this? Like, I, you know, and it'd be like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. But you know, let me, okay, we're not my <laughs> but you know, like, like, you brought up something that's really important. Like how you're communicating outside of the bedroom is going to affect the bedroom. So it all starts Mm -hmm. before and people always think, I think media, you know, a lot of TV shows and movies makes it seem like sex is just something that's so easy 
And even in a lot of conversations that I have with people, the the mindset is you are supposed to be able to have good sex. Like if we don't have good chemistry, good sex, like it's not it. But I'm just like, I don't even know you. You don't even know what I like. I don't even know what you like. Like, let's have a conversation. Let's be adults about it. And that was my journey. My journey is like, okay, I want to be an adult about it because I realized I wasn't. And I just, I'm realizing we need to just have a sex episode. <laughs> but I think that you, I think that people can mm-hmm. definitely find their rhythm. I don't think, like, it's just like when you first click with someone, like, oh, it's great. But then there's still things that right. you're learning out about people. You know, there are times that you have sex with someone mm-hmm. and it's amazing. First time. You know, and then there's other times where just like, I really do enjoy this person. I really like them, but it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It can grow. You know what I'm saying? Like now, if he has a Ooh, small child. penis, that may not be able to grow. <laughs> but if there, it's literally just the rhythm, it's just the synchronization that is off. You guys can become more right. in tune with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a... Um, effing kind of situation like oh just throw the whole man away so we discussed this a little bit but why celibacy like why did Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. start this journey Um, i want to pose the question to you first why did you choose celibacy so i kind of briefly spoke on it um in the beginning of the episode but I really wanted to do a vow with God. So I was at church one week. I don't even know. I think it wasn't a Sunday. I think it was like a Thursday or something like that. I don't know. And the pastor was talking about soul ties and like giving your body back to like God and your future spouse. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, this needs to happen. Like I had just gotten out of a relationship and even in my relationship, we were celibate on and off. So that was something I already wanted to do. You know, but it is very hard to be celibate with someone mm-hmm. you already had sex with. For me, it was. So, um, and we would always just be on and off. But not on and off, like, relationship-wise, but it would always be like, hey, I want to have sex. And I'll be like, no, let's not do it. And then I would be like, hey, I want to have sex. And then he would be like, no, let's not do it. And then one day, we both gave in and all things mm-hmm. was on and popping from that point. So, um, so yeah, mm-hmm. and we lived together. So, it was extremely hard to celebrate all the time. And so I knew going into my next relationship that I wanted to be celibate and Mm -hmm. to start off that way, to not put myself in a situation where it was hard, you know, to be celibate. And it was like, the way I started is the way that I wanted Mm -hmm. to like get to marriage and really just honor God with our relationship. So that's why I became celibate. Um, was mainly just for my next relationship mm-hmm. and for my husband so that we can honor God right. with our relationship in, in that way. And of course, mm-hmm. in other ways, but that main way. So what about you? Like, why were you celibate for <laughs> 10 years? Um, <laughs> so my journey started as, you know, a religious vow. I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. honor God with my body in the confines of marriage. That's something that, like you, I wanted to present that to my husband. But my journey didn't end that way because I sort of like around the 10-year mark, not that I got the itch or anything, I actually started to question if I wanted to get married. Like there was a period of time where mm. I didn't know if I wanted to get married. So if I'm practicing celibacy for marriage and that's not something that I want to do, it makes, there's it makes a contradiction sense. there. Um, I Why I started to question if I wanted to get married is because everyone around me, that is what you do in a church. You're practicing celibacy until you get married. Like 
I had a period of time where I started to ask myself questions that I was not comfortable mm-hmm. asking like my church friends because they're like, oh, you're supposed to get married or you're supposed to get this. Um, well, no, yeah. because I have not seen successful marriages in within my family. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if I have the proper mentality or tools needed to show up in this lifelong commitment. So I started to question a lot of things and I needed to go on the journey to find out if this was something that was a heart desire or a projected desire mm-hmm. on others because I felt like this is the lifestyle that I was supposed to have. So when I, when I started that journey of questioning it, like I definitely had a better understanding of sex. So I wasn't going to be out there just throwing, like sex wasn't tied to insecurity for me anymore. So when I was getting into relationships, that was not the case. Like I wasn't trying to use it like, Oh, I I need a dad. No, that was not the case. But I still, I still, there are periods where I'm practicing abstinence because I don't feel like I need to share my body with everyone. Mercedes um, believes in divine partnership. And listen, if he's not showing up with certain things, no, you cannot get it because I understand what I'm bringing to the table. So, and I will say that after my journey of trying to figure out if I wanted to get married, yes, Mercedes does want to get married. Like God had to deal with me with that. And I was like yeah, you, I was yeah. definitely gracious that he was patient with me because I had a lot of questions. I was like, you know, I was told I was I was to- I was a woman who was like, I felt like I was told that I should be married as opposed to desiring mm-hmm. to be married. So that's how that journey was for me. Um, what changed about that is that I've had relationships Um after that journey, which, you know, they were sexual, some were not. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. my journey now is practicing abstinence. Now, I will say, yeah, I would date someone who is practicing celibacy and honor his journey. Like, that's not a turnoff for me. Like, I don't, I don't, because I know the discipline that comes in with that, honey. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, he's actually a turn on (laughs) for me. So we will have a lot of boundaries. Because you out here shutting it. You're like, can we get married tomorrow? Right. Okay. All and have all of the babies. babies. Mm-hmm. I know that he is not someone who's just out here. Like, he's selective mm-hmm. in who he brings into his life. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to have a lot of boundaries. Like, I don't even know if we could be holding hands. Because I don't know if movie dates is something for us. Being in the dark, sitting close to you. Like. It's like I gotta be three seats away. Like right, pass Mercedes. the popcorn. <laughs> Mercedes. I need the, I need the candy. Mercedes will revert. I would have you know those little clippy hands. I would be using that to hold his hand. I'm like, this is how we gonna do? Because right now, you you are you are walking aphrodisiac. No, it is definitely one of those things. When I meet a man who mm-hmm. is living for God and who is celibate, I'm like, Jesus, my husband? Is this my husband? Is this is he the one? I'm confused. Why is he not the one? He's doing all the mm-hmm. things that you want him to do. Why is he not the one for me? He's not not for me. <laughs> you sure? Positive. Like I, I definitely feel the same way. Where I'm just mm. like, ooh, hello, hello, sir. How you doing? Loving right. Jesus over there, looking all fine. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, definitely is a turn on when a guy loves Jesus and like you know mm-hmm. walks with him and all of those things, but not in a way. So much where it's just like, oh, I just want to like, it's like, Mm -hmm. I want to marry him so that we can have sex. (laughs) That's what, like, I don't want to just like take his impurity because that's just wrong. But I'm like, oh, sir, like you could be my whole husband. So five second time out. Would you date someone who 
was a virgin and was possibly 35. If God said okay. he was my husband, I would. That's the only way. That's that's the only stipulation. If God was like, this is your man, I'll be like... Because you mentioned not oh, wanting okay. to mess up someone's um, purity. Because, you know, Mercedes is turned on by his celibacy. Um, well, I'm saying, like, I'm not going right. to, like, try you. When, it, when I'm saying, like, when... That's mm-hmm. I was just trying to quantify or qualify that, like, me saying that right. like, it's a turn on that you're a celibate is not me being like, hang on, like you could get it right now. You <laughs> probably could get it, but I also have a vow. You have a vow. We're not going right. to get it, but it's a turn on where it's just like, or it's something mm-hmm. that's very attractive. Shall I say that it's very attractive when a man is also practicing celibacy versus a turn on because a turn on is a very like mm-hmm. sex term so it is a um yeah it's very attractive yeah. when a man exactly. is like the icing on the cake like you know he had a full beard he's tall he's chocolate he has a six pack and he's celibate oh child jesus jesus come <laughs> come get us okay right. gather us together and make us one unit okay i absolutely quickly agree. So, so that's what I'm saying. You know, it's more of like, I'm not going to try you, but it is very attractive. And I will try not to you try are you. celibate. <laughs> Look, Raven is only <laughs> but flesh and bone. Okay. Um, <laughs> but let's get into the rules of celibacy. Okay. Some of these, you know, it's, we, we push mm-hmm. a lot of boundaries. Okay. So outer course is non-penetrative intimacy. Which is kissing, hugging, massaging, and dry humping. Um, masturbation is solo mm. or partner, um, aka <laughs> fingering. Um, oral sex, that's self explanatory, and anal sex. And yeah, I. how do you feel about these rules? So I didn't know that kissing was considered out of course, but I guess you learn as you go. It's not, it says, but out of course is non-penetrative intimacy. Right. So that makes sense. Right. I didn't like, know there was a term. Kissing is, I, ju- I guess You know it what is. it is? I just didn't know that there was ter- a terminology for it. Outer course. Because intercourse makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. penetrative. Um, but for me, I will say, I will say this. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not against masturbation, but I will say, hmm. You know, an orgasm a day can keep trifling situations away. Um, is this always my life? No, but I don't have those. <laughs> I don't always have those types of rules um, when it comes to what my abstinence journey looks like, because it's more abstinence now than celibacy. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have those types of rules. But I will say that I'm always looking at things because I do think that. Sometimes, you know, masturbation can be used as a way not a way for someone not to deal with the emotional issues that's going on in your life. If you get to a point where you're coming home mm-hmm. every day and you like, I need to rub one out. I had a hard day, you know, or, you know, I had I had this, you know, whatever emotional situation you had going on where you feel like a sexual release is needed. I do think that you do something that you should look at that and deal with the issue as opposed yeah. to leaning towards um, 
the sexual act because then it can get murky. Because I f- I always think about those things and like, okay, how am I going to be in a relationship? Because I if I'm sharing my mm-hmm. body with my partner and I'm deciding you get on my nerves, so I'm gonna just go rub one out. Like in a way, like I'm choosing to be selfish and not deal with the issue at hand. Granted. Whatever people mm-hmm. want to do in their bedroom is their bedroom. But Mercedes always looks at things yeah. um, from the standpoint where I'm not emotionally trying to cover things. I'm very much so deal with the issue mm-hmm. at hand. And if mas- if I'm now using masturbation as a way not to deal with the issue at hand, it now comes off the table. Because me, e- me evolving emotionally, mentally, and spiritually is more important than rubbing one off. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. It, it literally is just way. Like with anything, like I've been told, like if you need to have a drink, Mm -hmm. that's when you don't have one. So like it's with anything, like if you're using something to cover up some kind of like issue or to not deal with an issue, that's a problem. No matter if it's masturbation Mm -hmm. or something else, Um, it's the same thing. So um, I definitely now my journey looks like outer course um definitely being very strict on that because massages lead to intercourse okay that's just what it is you know massages equal intercourse so um we would not be doing any massages i'm also not 13 so i would not be doing any dry humping um but i think kissing and hugging are okay Mm -hmm. a little hand holding a little you know what i'm saying but i'm not going to be you know massaging Especially not horizontally, right. anyone, because I know what that leads to. It's like, oh, well, just take your shirt off so I can like, get deeper in. No, 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 no. Okay, like this is right. the gateway. Okay, massaging, massaging, and gateway. dry humping is a gateway so, for me because I'm like, if I'm on top of you, dry humping to right. me is you're 13. You're 13. What are you doing? Because there are people will that just will not have sex. They'll right. Just dry I'm like, so, like no. What are you doing? Like, this is not 13 going on 30, okay? So we will not be doing that. Because I'm like, if y'all need to have sex, right. just have sex. Like, why are you dry humping? I don't know. It's just very juvenile. Like, my dry humping. Right. It's like, you know you're not supposed to be doing Like, I'm, I'm going to leave dry humping if you're 15 and under, okay? Like, even if you're 16, you look too old to be dry humping. Um, so, so, yeah, it's one of those things that I've... You know, the last one I have heard that even mm-hmm. some virgins do as far as the anal sex um, as a way to not have like right. vaginal sex. And I think, again, mm-hmm. you're testing the boundaries, you're finding loopholes, you're writing the fine print and you're doing all these other things right. that don't need to happen. You know, Raven has not done that at all, ever. But, you know, there are other things on the list that I used to do that I was just like, again, it will lead mm-hmm. to it's a gateway. <laughs> Absolutely. It is a gateway. Okay. To the real thing. So I'm like, and especially if you're doing it with right. the same person over and over again, eventually you and that person you about, about to about open to Pandora's box. Okay. You's mm-hmm. about to get it in. So so that that doesn't happen, gotta have clear right. strict boundaries. You know what I'm saying? If you want it to happen, if you're on like, you know, I'm just trying to I'm not till marriage. It's more of like, hey, I'm just celibate for this time. And if I find a right guy, look, do right. all the things then with the one that you find right. out you want to be with, you know. Um, but if you do these things with a guy that you're not sure about and then it takes it to the next level, you're going to be mad. Because um, that's what happens. We're always mad when we, we do the things that we say we're not going to And that's a part of you 
not having proper boundaries is that you feel like you fail. Like when you get to a point that you like, mm -hmm. damn, I knew I shouldn't have been in this situation. And now I'm feeling like how I was at the beginning of my journey, as opposed to like, you know what, girl, you got to this point. We slipped up. Let's keep going. It's like, why would you want to invoke those emotions of failure and shame when you don't necessarily need to? So it's like, yeah. that's the importance of the boundaries. I didn't, I had slip ups where I was like, damn, should I really be doing this? I was like, no, you need to. So we got to figure this out. So we talked okay. about rules of uh, rules of celibacy. We've defined everything, you know, explained our journey. Um, so because this is your journey, you're not dropping it until you get married. When do you tell someone that you're practicing celibacy? So in the past, it mm -hmm. used to be first date. Look, this is what's popping off. This is what it is. And you either mm -hmm. are with it or you're not you know and it was mainly because i just wanted to be upfront. i also just wanted to get past all the bs and whatnot and recently i wouldn't say like probably in the last like couple of years i haven't told mm -hmm. people that i was celibate um and i think that it comes with my actions again you know we weren't setting the proper boundaries so people always didn't weren't clear mm -hmm. about what was going on but um i think when you have clear boundaries you don't always have to just come out and say it so that's where I'm at now, where I'm just not going to tell somebody right away. Um, I kind of want to get to know someone and see if there's like, maybe there's another issue. It's like, oh, this isn't going to work out or whatever. And then also just get to know someone because there are people, you know, we've seen it in the movies, mm -hmm. the jumping the broom, where, you know, he was not celibate, but he became celibate because he right. wanted to be with this woman. So not saying that I'm trying to like trick someone, but... If, you know, this person starts to like me and like really is into me and they're like, you know what, I can do this for her, right. then that's better than me like coming in the beginning and being like, mm -hmm. this is what it is. And then being like, well, I don't even know you, right. so I'm not about to do that. So deuce out. So I'm trying to give people a chance to show up, um, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, and show that like, hey, I do like you. Again, Currently, these relationships aren't lasting longer <laughs> than a week. So no one really knows that I'm celibate and it doesn't really matter because they're right. gone in a week anyways. For me, um, throughout my journey, I think I, I think I made it known early on um, that this is something that I'm practicing. And, you mm -hmm. know, we can see where it goes. But I don't think... Yeah. You know, when I think about like my past experience, I don't think that I did it in a way where the guys were, you know, like, oh, okay, on to the next. They were just, they were intrigued. Whether, mm -hmm. whether that curiosity was like, hey, maybe she's a challenge. Maybe I'll be the one to get her. Yeah, there's right. a lot of guys who think that. Guys, if you're listening, <laughs> to get her don't do that. wide open. But um, I think I, throughout that process, I opened the door. I forget how I presented it, but I feel like one experience that I could think about, I definitely opened the door where I challenged him. Um, he was definitely challenged to be greater than what he was. Because um, mm -hmm. we, we were talking, I expressed that um, I was celibate. We went out on a few dates. We stopped talking. We started talking again. Oh, look, I'm using the mm -hmm. terminology, talking. Um <laughs> You were talking to this man. You were. And when we when we reconnected the second time, he was like, you know, 
I basically told my family about you. He was like, I'm now practicing celibacy. I was like, oh. Mm. See, that's the thing. Like, these mm-hmm. men can go and change. I think that, like, mm-hmm. there, it's twofold. Men need to stop seeing women who are celibate as mm-hmm. something they can conquer or something they're like, oh, I can be the man to, like, or she's prudish. And, or she's prudish, you know what I'm saying? But also, on the flip side, like, I know there are women who will say they're celibate to seem as though they're not out mm-hmm. here being promiscuous, but right. they're not really celibate. And so it's like, just not twofold. It. Women, stop <laughs> lying to these men. And men, stop trying to see us as, like, something right. we can conquer. You know, like, I had a dude tell me, he was like, you gave the Lord five strong Ooh. years, okay? Ooh. That is enough. And I Ooh. looked at him like, I'm sorry, I'm like, my whole life is for God. Like, I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, I just gave you five years. That should be good enough, right? Like, that's enough for the deposit to bring me my husband. That should be good, right? Like, we good now. Like, what? I looked at him, I was like, did this nigga just say this? I was like, okay, sir. What, whatever. Uh, I have to go. Like, I was just like, I was blown wow. away. But that's what some dudes think. They're just like, you know, they'll go along with it for a little bit. And then they'll be like, so right. kind of getting old. So, uh, but I've dealt with it. You know, you said you lost your virginity mm-hmm. younger. I lost my virginity older. So, like, I dealt with it for the first, like, three mm-hmm. years of college. I didn't lose my virginity until mm-hmm. I was 21. About to be literally, like, a week before right. my 22nd birthday. So it was after my third year of college and dudes mm. was not having it, you know, like they were just like, okay, this is cool. Da, da, da. Again, they think right. they can be the one. And then it's like, oh wait, you were serious. Yes, I'm serious, sir. Like I'm not right. about to have sex with you. And they're like, oh, okay. And it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. and they do the same thing. Had a dude tell me, he's like, this is getting kind of old. old. I said, my virginity Child. is getting kind of old, sir. That's mm. Did you just say that to me? He's like, well, that's not really what I right. meant. That's what you said. So we're just gonna go off what you said. Um, and I have to ask. But me, but me one. having, okay. but me having a standard for my life that is not willing to bend to yours is something that you criticize. Like I think that's something wrong with humanity. That you know, like people having, it's like it's wrong. A standard, like even people who shame virgins. People who are who are abstaining, people mm-hmm. who are practicing celibacy, because throughout the journey, I did have a lot of people tell me, like, girl, really? Like, how old are you doing this? And I'm like, but I need this for me because I can't be showing up like how you need me to show up where I know that I'm a broken person in this capacity and you just want me to continue to be in broken situations. Like, it's a greater understanding. I wish I had the words to express that back then now is now now throughout yeah. the journey i can say that and they'll be like oh like people will get it but it's like how come you guys mm-hmm. are not praising people for having a standard like there's nothing wrong with it like if you want to i'm like okay. if you want to be out there being promiscuous there's no shame like you have to live your life that's praise you should also praise the person who decides that this is not something that i want to do like both sides shouldn't be criticizing each other because we all have choice I think my pastor put it probably the way, the best way mm-hmm. that I've ever heard it put. He was like, we live in a society mm-hmm. that glorifies sin. So he's like, anytime that you want to do something that is, you know, towards mm-hmm. living for God, it's you changed. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you doing that? You know, because for a period mm-hmm. of time, I didn't drink. The amount of people who would like literally come down right. on me because I didn't drink mm-hmm. was like insane. But like, and he put it the way he was like, 
as soon as you change, you know, your life and not that one way is, is better than the other one. But like, as soon as you mm-hmm. change something for God, they're like, he's like these same friends. If you're out drunk every single mm-hmm. Friday, they don't care. You know, like they're not telling you like, oh, you need to slow down or anything like that. Right. Like, oh, turn up, turn up. Or if you're out here sleeping with a new man every week, not every friend is going to tell you like, girl, you need to slow down. Like this is doing too much. But as soon as you mm-hmm. just cut all that out, it's like, whoa, what are you doing? How are you going to find right. a husband? Da, 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 da. Like mm-hmm. so many people tell me that. Like, how are you going to find a husband okay. if you don't have sex with him first? I said, <laughs> I need one man. <laughs> so I said, if I'm doing mm-hmm. this for God, then this one man mm-hmm. is going to find me, you know? And then you get the people who are like, but what if you have bad sex? I was like, but God invented sex. I said, do you think that I would be celibate? And then God would be like, oh, you're going to give this, you're going to get this man that's going to give mm-hmm. you bad sex for the rest of your life. I said, God is but, not that way. I said, so I can't think. But I think people are all. going into it being very um, blinded because there are things that you're finding out about someone before you get married to them. Like you're just not jumping into this where you're not having conversations like premarital counseling. But you can have a conversation with a dude all day and he going to tell you no, no, the best in the West. No, but if you're going be. into premarital counseling, there's a part of that counseling where sex is brought up. And if there are any uncomfortable issues concerning that, those things, the right counselor will highlight that. And I'm just like, people don't understand that, you know, Sharing my body is not the only way to get to know someone and get to know the 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 things that they don't want to talk about. Um, bring it to the surface because I'm I'm like I'm just like because well, I because I'm I like, think yeah. that it's mm-hmm. I, don't I don't think that someone like being bad at sex is them not wanting to talk about it because usually the person who is bad at sex wants to talk about sex all the time. So it's not that they have an unhealthy relationship with sex. It's just the act of sex or the two of you guys coming together Mm -hmm. may not be synchronized, which in turn, like I can't base my relationship off of, I may have bad sex. And also I serve Mm -hmm. a wonderful God who invented sex. So do you think again, that he's going to give me a partner that I'm not going to be compatible with, or at least can become compatible with. You know what I'm saying? Because again, it is about talking. It and is it's about also, learning each other. It's also about you know? trust. You had you've had several experiences where you've honored God and He showed up in a way that was greater than your expectation. That trust is there. Therefore, you can trust Him with your body to move forward in this process. Yeah. These people don't have that same understanding. That's why they question it because they don't. they don't have that trust. When you build a relationship with someone, you eventually learn to trust them based on their actions. You have that history mm-hmm. to be like, you know what? Cause when you tell someone like, I'm just going to trust God, like God is great. They don't, they don't get that, but it's like practicalities. Like I trusted God for this. He showed up with this. I trusted God with this. He showed up with this. This is the same thing. Yeah, I'm not giving all those examples. I'm trusting God. Take that or leave it. Like mm-hmm. we're not having sex. So why does it matter? You're not about to be my husband. So why does it matter? Like, I'm like, why are you so invested in what, right. who I'm about to marry? You know what I'm saying? And so I think that people get, too into other they people's do. lives. Like, you or, don't pay my bills. You don't do none of that stuff. Like, why do you care if I drink? Why do you care if un- I have sex? Like, or why does this matter to you? Because you're not living the same way I do. Like, people like to be part of a community. Yes. And yes. if they don't feel like you're part of the community, it's now, like, I'm questioning. Because a lot of the times they probably do question, wait, is something wrong with me that I'm not doing this? No, nothing's wrong with you, but that's your lifestyle. This is my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We're... Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. become a judge thing because they do think that you're judging them. Like, 
even with just yeah. like the drinking example, I would be out with my friends and they're like, well, I can't have a drink. And I'm like, why can't you have a drink? It's not like I'm, you know, right. it's not like I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I just choose not to drink. Like, I'm fine if you have a drink. Like, why well, feel guilty drinking and you're not drinking? Right. Why? Like, I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. we're still in a social setting. You're still socially drinking. Like, why are you, you feel bad right. that you're having a drink and I'm not, you know? And so to where like my friend, like some of my friends would be like, I need you to order oh. a drink. So I don't feel, and I'm like, I'm not going to order a drink. I said, I'll order mm-hmm. some cranberry juice. So it looked like I got a drink, but I'm not about to order a drink. Like if that makes you feel better, the visual, I can do that all day, but right. so I'm not judging you, but it is something where they feel it's like an mm-hmm. insecurity that rises up. Like, okay, now that she's doing this or now that he's doing this, they're going to judge me because I'm not doing the same thing that they're doing. Right. I'm really not. So they're like, let exactly. me judge you before they judge me. And I'm like, but I, I don't exactly. care what you do in your house. Right. I don't pay no bills over there. Okay. Like now if you're being detrimental, I will, you mm-hmm. know, step in as a friend, but it's because you're being detrimental. It's not that you're like, oh, you know, I got a boyfriend. I'm having sex with him. Now, if I see your boyfriend out with somebody else, I may tell you that you need to stop having sex with him because exactly. he's out here flitting and flotting. But if you if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. Like right. it does not matter. Like, but it becomes mm-hmm. this judge thing of like they're judging me, so I need to judge them and let them know that like I'm better than them or whatever. Or, like I'm doing what they should also be doing, and it's like exactly. But I didn't say that. Yep. I just said this is what I'm doing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This is mm-hmm. as far as me in my house. This right. is what I do in my house. What you do right. in your house is your business. So, so yeah. So everyone just <laughs> stop judging everyone for what their choices are in life, okay? Um, whether that's sex or alcohol mm-hmm. or anything else, um, as long as it's not being detrimental to them. Exactly. Just let them be. Just, let you them know, do what live your life. Do. I will say cuz I promise I will, you they I will think about say you. that <laughs> having gone through the journey um, of being celibate and not always having friends around me who was practicing the same thing, I have become that friend where it's like, "Hey, so this is what you said you're going to do. Why are you not doing it? Now, if you say that you're going to do something and you don't do it, then and I'm no, going to exactly, you And that's path. why I am that friend, because I understand what it is like. And I understand how people could be distracted um, or fall into weak moments because of those people surrounding them. Like sometimes you're not even thinking about it. And you had a rough day and then your friend comes and tell you something. And you are. Oh, God, please help me. Um, but so I do I'm question here. my friends, though, you know, the ones who aren't. You know, the mm-hmm. ones that's out here in these streets and they like, I've had friends come to me like, I'm going to be celibate. And I'm like, right. and I'll ask them why. It's because not. it's not an easy journey. So like, you need to have like a reason why you want to be celibate. And if it doesn't make any sense, I'm like, this ain't because you're not going to be able to stand on, you know, like, yeah, at all. I'm like, you're going to do this for two mm-hmm. weeks and then it's going to be gone. And then like, what was the purpose of that? So it's like, you have to be able, because you know your friends mm-hmm. and because we love you and all of these things, like, I'm going to ask you, why right. is this something that you want to do? You know, why do you feel the need to do this? And then when you respond with, like, a good answer, then I'll be like, okay, I understand that. Like, we can mm-hmm. be accountability partners if you need help or whatever. Like, I'm here and I'll get you through this. But, like, if you give me a BS reason, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah no, that's not going to pay. Right. And like, you're not going to, like... Mm-hmm. sustain it you know if you want to be celibate for two weeks right okay then cool you know what i'm saying but what are you going to do when this person calls you what are you going to do when you're inundated right. with all of these other things like what mm-hmm. are you going to do in those hard times so so yeah it's it's right. very interesting it's very interesting um so have you ever been in a relationship 
and also been celibate, like within that, that 10 years where you were in a full-fledged relationship. No, I have not. Celibate. <laughs> Throughout that process, I was, like, I, was um, I dated a lot, um, but I was never, mm-hmm. I was never in a relationship. I also think that I was probably more interested in dating than actually being in a relationship, which sort of contradicts me saying that I was practicing celibacy because it was a vow towards God and, you know, something that I wanted to give in my marriage. Now that I think about it, like I sort of wasn't mentally serious about relationships. Like I dated. But that doesn't mean that you weren't like from Mm -hmm. what you were saying about your celibacy journey, it was to you know, yeah. discover yourself mm-hmm. and to heal some things. Like it is something to say like, Hey, right. I'm going to take this away. And you know, you still dating, that's still right. Like, attest to that. You know what I'm saying? It's not that like, Oh, like in that time you had planned to be celibate mm-hmm. until marriage. That was your goal. And then by the end of it, you decided right. this is no longer my goal. So it wasn't that you were doing a disservice all those 10 years, like, Oh, maybe mm-hmm. this is not what I'm doing. You were dating, you were meeting people, they turned out not to be your husband. So you moved on, you know, and then in the process of all that, you were still finding yourself and realizing that like you needed to take sex off the table, heal that part of you and to fully find yourself and come out a better Mercedes at the end of it. You know what I'm saying? So do not do yourself a discredit. Do not discredit yourself. Don't do any of that because my girl was out there. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know you back then, but she was out there. Okay, living this celibacy right. journey and right. finding herself. Well, you know, well, thank you, Dr. So, Raven. Um, I will pay you. I will pay you for my you're session. Welcome, you know. <laughs> you're you're so welcome. I am here <laughs> on Fridays. But you know, you're right. That's true. It's um, you know, that's true, and that's that's also part of the journey. It's like certain parts is like we try to minimize it, and no, it was all part of it. And you're right. Mm-hmm. It's all part of mm. it. You're not about to do that to my friends. Like <laughs> I said was. earlier, I was definitely, uh-huh. it was very on and off um, because it was in the beginning stages mm-hmm. of my like Christian walk. And I was just like, you know, just as most young Christians do, I didn't grow up in the church. So um, I was very in and out of the church from, I would say like 12-ish or so, like some mm-hmm. like middle school on, it was very in and out of the church. So um So for me, when I really got serious about my walk with God and was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I'm going to do going forward. And this is like the serious walk I'm going to be taking. As I learned more about, you know, as I learned more about my Christianity and what that meant and what it meant to honor God, I was like, okay, so I need to be celibate. This is something that needs to happen. In that time, I had a boyfriend. And this was like, Mm -hmm. as I was going on this journey, I was also going on a journey with this boyfriend. So um, we did go to church together. Like he wasn't like he grew up mm-hmm. very strict Christian. So he understood the reason why I wanted to be celibate. He was also down for it. Um, and he was like, if that's what you want to do, let's do it. Again, when you live with someone that you've already had sex with or you live with someone, period. And then on top of that, you've already had sex with them Ooh. and it's good sex. It is mm. very hard to be celibate, okay? Because, like, once you know, like, this Negro is <laughs> putting it down, okay? And then he comes out the shower glistening. Right. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> be a fence, okay? With barbed wire, bricks, and all of the things, okay? So it was very hard. And there were some times where, like I said, he would try to get me to, like, cross over, and I would be like, no. 
be very strong about it. And then he would, or I would ask him and he would say no. So we were Mm -hmm. very good about that until it was the times, because we tried to be celibate like a few times um, until it was that one time where it was just like, so you want to do this? No, I don't really want to do it. Okay, we're not going to do it. And then that other person who said no the first time, like, well, okay, let's just do it. I'm like, okay. Like, and so we would just give in to each other. Um, and then that would just start mm-hmm. it to get on and popping, you know? But then after it would be like, I shouldn't have done this. This shouldn't have happened. Like, we were on this journey for like X amount of time and we were doing good. And then like, this happens. So, so yeah. So it was definitely hard to say about celibate we definitely did not have boundaries so that made it even harder and uh yeah it was definitely up and down we would be celibate and then not celibate mm-hmm. and then celibate and okay. then we broke up so um i think we were not celibate when we broke up either way um but i knew from that very up and down back and forth that i was like i cannot go mm-hmm. into another relationship right. having sex you know and i was like i really do need to honor my relationship um with God and through this relationship mm-hmm. I need to honor God. So I was like I need right. to just take sex off the table so that we can like build a strong foundation. And I think that it does. You know, a lot of people who've spoken out about celibacy, especially celebrities who are like, this mm-hmm. built a strong foundation for our relationship that wouldn't have been there. And I think you mentioned you mentioned this earlier about, you know, your brother yeah. was, he was challenged. To find other ways, like so many guys, they mm-hmm. think that, and, and women, not just men, but they're just like, right? Like, how are we going to be intimate? Where's the intimacy coming from? And it's like you can still be intimate and have intimacy mm-hmm. without having sex. You know, like it doesn't have to be intercourse. It could be cuddling. It could be just like, like pretty much <laughs> snuggling is cuddling. It could be like holding each other, <laughs> not horizontally, but you know what I'm saying. Like, right. there's other ways to be intimate and show intimacy to someone without being butt naked so right it's sort of like when one of your senses is taken away the others are heightened it's it's the same thing Mm -hmm. um that happens throughout that experience because it's like now now my sense of conversation is heightened because now i'm i'm forced to have to communicate i'm forced to be more expressive um Whereas before, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if I can have sex, I don't need to talk to you about certain things that make me feel uncomfortable. Or if we have a fight, yeah, we can't have sex to make up. So, you know, we have to have proper problem solving <laughs> tools in place. And I do think that that yeah. really creates a strong foundation within your relationship. And also you're not distracted. Mm-hmm. I, like my thing is that I'm interested in knowing like how people have people who have practiced celibacy when you do you know get married is infidelity something that even comes up in your relationship or is that possibly the cure true whereas like i've had this discipline so i'm not going to be distracted by these lustful thoughts or desires i'm actually going to talk to my partner about things that we're possibly missing in our relationship is that the challenge because i i Mm -hmm. part of me like a, a download that I'm receiving right now, I could be wrong. Y'all could, you know, continue the conversation underneath this post. But I feel like 
it is because of that discipline. It's not that's not a distraction. And if it possibly gets to the point where infidelity is something that comes up, there's no communication in the relationship. Like you can't have a strong foundation with communication and not want to talk about it. No, it is hard. I think that like there's so many things that form Mm -hmm. the foundation of the relationship. And like there was a pastor or there's a pastor that I follow. And he said in one of his sermons that like his wife, because I think something happened. And I think he was talking about this woman that was at like the sale. She was like a sales associate somewhere. And he was like, oh, she was really beautiful. This and the third. His wife, okay. And he was just like, so like, you're not like afraid that I'm going to be like doing something. And she was like, no, like, why would I, why would I, that's no. She, and it was because like literally the mm-hmm. night before their wedding, they were getting hot and heavy and mm. he stopped himself, you know, and he called his friend and was like, mm. you need to come get me now. And so she was like, if you can stop yourself the day before our wedding, I don't have to worry about you being out here Mm -hmm. doing stuff, you know? And so I think that's what really gets Mm -hmm. the trust. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, we've been in the situations where we could go all the way. Right. And you stopped. It was like, this is not going to happen because that means to me, that shows me that like, you really do have control over your, your emotions Mm -hmm. and control over your body and control over what you're going to do. You know, the, if we're never in that situation, that never, t- not that I'm going like, right. to try to test it, but like that never tests it. You know what I'm saying? Like I had someone tell me like, our, our old pastor of mine, he was like, are you celibate by choice or by Ooh, like, circumstance? You know, like, is it, you just don't have no prospects? Because that's another that's thing. That's not being celibate. <laughs> you know, that's a whole other thing. So I was like, so it makes sense. Like, are you this way just because like nothing mm-hmm. has ever happened to tempt you? Because, like, if you were in tempted situations, you know, with us and you restrained yourself, sorry, right. I trust you to be anywhere you need to exactly. be. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you did not try to go all the way. And you respected right. me to keep our boundaries. So, and I think that's the thing. It doesn't have to be, like, getting to the point. But even something where I'm just like, oh, if I tell you, like, hey, I don't think that you can, you should ever come upstairs into my apartment. Mm-hmm. Whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? Just to, like, keep these boundaries. And then one day I'm like, hey... I think you should come upstairs, <laughs> sir. And you're like, mm-hmm. even you just reminding me of like, hey, these are boundaries that we set. And I'm not going to put either one right. of us in this situation. So I'm I'm just, I'm not going to mm-hmm. come upstairs. I want to, but out of respect for you and I, I'm not going to do that because this is right. a boundary that we set. And I think that also shows something mm-hmm. like of a restraint. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be right at that moment to yeah. be tested. Or to be like, okay, yeah, this mm-hmm. this can't happen right. because I know where it's going to lead. So I think when people do that and say like, hey, mm-hmm. we've already set these boundaries. Let us keep them and we're right. going to move forward from there. I think that's a great way to show that mm-hmm. I can be trusted with our boundaries. I can be trusted right. not to cross our boundaries. And if you don't cross boundaries with me, someone that you love and someone that you want to be with for the rest of your <laughs> life, because I'm amazing, um, I can trust you in our marriage to also right. not cross boundaries. What, can I say that's going to be 100% of the time that like every marriage that started with celibacy is never going to cross exactly. any boundaries? No. But it's more likely that mm. that won't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, you are 
talking about things because there's a lot of time that you ain't having sex. So there's a lot of conversations right. being had. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to be talking about something. So, um, so yeah. So I, I definitely agree with you that like you are. Communication mm-hmm. is more open. Oh, so nice. we talked about a lot. We talked about what celibacy is, the rules of it, what it looks like in our personal relationships. Um, and as you can see, we're on two separate journeys. Um, but within that process, uh, we do understand that we're in individual journeys. I think that's what it is with celibacy. Um, it's your individual journey. You're setting your rules. You're setting your boundaries. Uh, the one takeaway is just make sure you set rules and boundaries that are realistic for you. And like Raven said, you also mm-hmm. have the why. The why, it's what's going to, you know, keep you focused. If you don't have a why, right, you and you don't want to <laughs> be out here feeling like you're a liar or you're not on or this is not mm-hmm. the truth of what your journey is. We, you know, we slipped and fall throughout the process, but we're still here. We're still standing and we're still, we're still empowered. Here. Whatever the stance you take, please yes. know that it's always a stance of empowerment. And, you know, we won't be a part of that group, the purity group, but we cheer you on. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Whatever your stance is, just just keep going. Because you already know Mercedes going to be judging. But... <laughs> oh. Mercedes and her mean girl crew will be judging the hell out of y'all. But thank you for listening to another episode of Boot Up Still Loading. Tune in for the next episode where we will be sharing our crazy dating stories. Tune in for that because y'all don't want to miss it. Um, Be (laughs) be sure to follow us on Twitter at Boot Up Podcast and on Instagram at Boot Up Still Loading to keep the conversation going. Until next time. Keep us lifted. <laughs> it's like until right. next time, just be praying for us, right? Okay? And our and our husbands to be swiftly found, so we can stop right. floating. Okay.